0: Welcome back to work here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Apologies for the delay this morning, a little bit of technical difficulties, but we should be off and running here now. Uh, five games today, we'll get into all of them, give our picks and previews of those, give out our best bets as well. I just want to remind everyone, if you are interested in an afternoon sweat today, the World Putting League, is on and Rob Pizzola will be live on the Hammer HQ channel uh, doing a watch along of the World Putting League. If you want to actually watch the putting, it will be on screen there as well as Rob breaking it down, giving out bets and sweating them out live on screen. Uh, So you can head over to the Hammer HQ that will be at 11am following the end of this show and watch the World Putting League showdown with rob uh this afternoon so you can do that from about 11 till 1 p.m today that'll be on i believe so go over check that out see what's going on with the world putting league but so money alex lots of stuff went on in the nhl this weekend lots of trades going on i imagine this week will continue to be exciting as we lead up to it more guys still out there remaining that will be moved But let's get into the games here tonight. Let's start with a team who hasn't necessarily decided one way or the other what's going to happen at this point. Detroit is still sitting three points out of a playoff spot on the road tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Two points back of Buffalo, who's ahead of them. They have the same games played, but the team's holding on to the playoffs. Pittsburgh and the Islanders remain three points and five points ahead of them, respectively. Uh, Seven and three in the last ten for this Detroit team. 13, 10, and five on the road this year facing off against an Ottawa team who is six three and one in their last ten, sixteen, twelve and two at home. So money, what would you be looking for in this spot? You think maybe tonight is a night where the Red Wings can continue to close that gap and get pushed towards the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I I I talked about the Red Wings last week in the sense that um they haven't really beaten anybody. Um when and when they um in their in the recent run here, and then when they when they step up in class, they kind of struggle, which we saw, um, which we saw a little bit against uh, against Tampa Bay, as well as their loss in this streak um, um, in in Seattle as well. But today, it it's not like there's they're stepping up in class against Ottawa either, right? So um, I do think that. Um, I do think there's value on Detroit here. Um, I will be on them. Um, I am waiting for for the goaltending, not ne- not necessarily because I think that um, there's a huge difference between Husso and Hellberg right now. Um, there is, but it's not as big as what the market will um, dictate if it is Hellberg and net. So um, if it is Helberg, we'll get a better price on Detroit. Um, but I'm good with um, I'm I'm good with Detroit right now as well.
2: Okay, yeah, that, that's a good point to, to make too. Yeah, the, the drop off between Husso and Hellberg isn't uh worth a lot in my standings, but it will be, you know, something that the books reflect on, and they will move it probably uh, another five, maybe even 10 cent, which I think that's, yeah. you know, even more of good value. I think Detroit's in a, in a okay. decent spot here. I kind of lean with the draw a little bit. I think Ottawa's been playing competitive hockey, Detroit. Uh, playing well, and like I said, they, their emphasis now is just getting points in every game as possible. They can get at least one point, Uh, you know, and, and still hang around in that wild card realm. So looking at a, at a draw spot here around plus 340, plus 345, and, and if you people have noticed over the last week or so, we've seen these numbers come down. You're not seeing the 370s and 375s uh, on every game now because – Bookmakers have caught on to the fact that a lot of these games are going in overtime, going into shootouts. Uh, so they're, they're knocking that down, but there's still some decent value when you're talking about a plus three to one, you nearly know, plus three and a half to one uh, a shot here. So I'm going with the draw on Ottawa and Detroit.
0: Okay. Uh, for the official pick, I will lock in the Detroit money line there. Uh, that is plus 115 on Caesars. And if you do want to track all the picks, you can find this in the Bet Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. So make sure to head over there give that a look, give it a follow. Uh, And as well, we did launch for the first time ever this weekend. Every Saturday, we'll have all of the Edgeware content creators submit a best bet. So submit one out. We'll track them here on BetStamp and tweet them out. So you can also follow us on the uh, on the EdgeWork Twitter account, you can see it on your screen there at EdgeWork HQ on Twitter. You can follow that, see all the picks that come in, and who submitted those picks and who's on what side. So make sure to check that out as well for our special Saturday picks. And Jeremy Khan asking here, Are you on a different mic? Sounds like a laptop mic. Yes, on a different mic. We're having mic issues ahead of time, but seems to be the solution for this one here today. And then we'll fix that back for for tomorrow. Um, this weekend, we did get to see a goalie goal. Linus Olmark scores the goalie goal. It was interesting to hear the Jack Edwards call on that. It was pretty exciting. Uh, and uh, he did basically announce that the Vesna was locked up with Linus Olmark scoring that goal. Uh, before we preview this game here tonight, Alex, I did want to ask you your thoughts on Olmark, leading candidate for the Vesna at this point in the season. Scores a goal. Does that have any weight in his Vesna candidacy, in your opinion?
2: You're muted there, Alex. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sure having a, you know, having a goal – uh, on top of of already you know basically having a, a sub two goals against average and uh, you know already getting near thirty wins, that I think that pretty much would lock up uh, the uh, the Vesna for him. He's getting he's getting the job done at both ends of the X right now, of course. But uh, now jokes aside, he's been playing lights out. It, it's just incredible, and this is a guy that you know. I was skeptical, and a lot of people were saying when he was in Buffalo that you know if he gets to the right team and has the right defense in front of him, he could be a, a top tier goalie. I was really skeptical about that, but that, that seems to be the case now. Playing with this uh, Bruins team, that's a just a full collective unit right now. And he's got uh, guys rocking and rolling, you know, guys blocking shots in front of him, but he's making ten bell saves night after night, and has looked good. And uh, there's a reason why he is yeah, a heavy favorite right now to win the Vezina.
0: Yeah. So money, does it make any impact for you on that, on the future?
1: (laughs) Not for me, but uh, I'm also biased in that, in, in that respect too, right? Like um, I, we, we always talk about this. These are, these are people voting, right? And um, I think that when a, when a goalie scores a goal, who's already the Vesna favorite, I, it, it doesn't hurt his case. Right. So I think that um, it's, um, I, I think at this point it's pretty much locked up.
0: All right, and that Bruins team, they are facing off against the Oilers tonight, and the Bruins are pretty comfortable with where they're at. I mean, looking even in their own division, they're 13 points ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point uh, with games in hand on them. 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. They're on a six-game win streak. What they continued, what started doing at the beginning of the year, they continue to do now on pace to set records in the NHL for points and wins at this point in the season. Uh, but this Oilers team... Four, two, and four in their last ten. They do hold on to the third spot in the Pacific. Two points back of the Kings, four points back of Vegas, and looking even at it, two points up on Seattle right now. Um, that west is very, very tight. You're even seeing movement of now Minnesota and Colorado jumping up ahead of the Winnipeg Jets in the, uh, in the Central. Uh, with the Oilers against the Bruins tonight, the Oilers are obviously a team who's going to be much more desperate for points. Much more desperate to continue to accumulate wins. So, many do you see uh, the Bruins coming out maybe with a little bit less motivation than the Oilers tonight?
1: It's really tough to say with a with a team like Boston that's um, that's 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 kind of been there with with this core for like a long time. So, um, it's it's tough to gauge their to to uh, gauge their motivation on this game. Um, it's really also hard to get in front of this Boston team because they've also shown that in kind of like theoretical spot, um, flat spots, um, they, they, they still bring it, right? Like that, like that game against Seattle the other night, like that was a, a situation where um, like probably a, another veteran laden team who's just coasting the rest of the season would have just probably called it. Like, there's no reason for us to like, like push here and get this win. but. I mean, credit to them—they're—they're—they're they're, they're playing hard. They're trying to go for every win right now. Um, with the Oilers, they're just painful right now. I—I um, I don't even know what to say about them. This, um it has been tough with them because I see so much, um, so much potential there. Um, they just don't get the goaltending at the right time. Um, I don't understand at this point of the season what this infatuation with Jack Campbell is. Um, you just need to give Skinner the keys and just let him drive. And I I think that there's there's nothing else to it at this point. Any any other way, you're just you're just being stubborn. I can I can understand the need for look. We don't want to go into the playoffs with a with essentially a rookie goalie. Um, so we need to get Campbell going. But at some point, he's not getting it going. So if you need a veteran behind Skinner, then go. Get somebody, right? Like they they go pick someone up. So um, I think that once the Oilers um, finally finally decide that um, Campbell doesn't have it, and it's not to say he he won't get it back, but at this point he doesn't have it. Um, and the West is wide open. You have a shot here. Um, yeah, you, you 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 just need to pull that plug for this season.
0: Yeah, and uh, Aaron Lapin saying as an Oilers fan, also uh, I think their defense yeah. is also horrible. Uh, yeah, I think they do struggle from that aspect. That's why they're probably looking out there at the defense market ahead of the trade deadline. I don't know that Eric Carlson is your answer for actually playing defense uh, defensively. Maybe he's an incre- he is an incredible defenseman. He would make an upgrade over maybe like a Tyson Berry, but in terms of the actual defense that's being played by that Oilers team, not too much of an upgrade. But Alex, in this spot tonight, do you see any uh, any value on sides, totals, or anything like that?
2: yeah i like uh boston here in regulation at even money i grabbed that this morning and just looking at like said Edmonton's form right now defensively has been rough i I totally agree with so money and the fact that you know this should be uh Skinner's net right now, not Campbell. And the fact that they keep going back and forth. And I understand you, yes, you spent a lot of money on him. He's the, the you know the more proven commodity. He's had, you know, more years and more more experience. And I also understand that you don't want to just completely burn out Stuart Skinner. Uh obviously he's going to hit a career high in minutes this season. So that's something you have to be mindful of too as you're heading into this postseason race, but you still have to go with your better hand, and especially against the best team in, in hockey. Uh, you should be going with, with Stuart Skinner here, but With that being said, looking at their schedule, they've had four of these instances where they come home off of uh, just two road games. They're 1-3 in that spot. So this is something that they've had to do often where they play, you know, two games and three nights on the road, then hop back home. It has not fared out well for them over the years or over this particular year where you look at the Bruins. On Mondays, the last four games, 4-0. and Edmonton, the last four Monday games, 0-4. I don't like to use those trends too often and certainly don't like to use them as the sole basis to bet on, on a game. But when you add that into a Bruins team that's running hot right now and an Oilers team that has kind of shown to, uh, you know, lay an egg in these spots, you know, coming back after just two quick games on the road, all signs for me point to the Bruins and regulation and even money.
0: And we did track that at plus 117. That's all go ahead. So money.
1: No. And the other thing with like the Oilers too, like we touched on their, their their poor their poor defense obviously at this point of the season <clears throat> excuse me with the with the trade deadline it's um it's a lot tougher to address your defense than it is to address your backup goalie right yep. so if if you're not able to address your defense then and you do pick up a guy like eric, like eric carlson um <clears throat> you're just going in saying that we have no choice but to try to outscore these teams the 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 west is wide open we have top end offensive talent. Like let's just try to score six goals a game. Like how, uh, how, how else are you supposed to do it at this point?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, very much uh, like what we used to see at a uh, team here in Toronto, where you had to just outscore problems and kind of it yeah. on that end. And, and, and uh, ultimately it doesn't lead to long-term success. Uh Let's look at the Vancouver Dallas game here tonight. Vancouver three five and two on in their last ten. Uh, we could potentially be seeing Besser and Shen on the move ahead of the deadline here, but uh, unknown from that standpoint. Maybe even a Thatcher Demko move coming up. Um, Dallas right now holding on to first in the Central. That Central division is very tight. Teams moving up and down basically daily at this point. But Dallas still remains at the top of that 3-3-4 three, three, and four in their last 10, and they got two points up on Minnesota, three points up on Colorado, three points up on Winnipeg. Um, this Dallas team continue to hang on, but Alex, uh, if you're looking at some of the teams behind them, you are looking at basically a spot against Vancouver saying where you need points. Uh, you would much prefer to even get a win in this one. Is this a good spot for Dallas to be able to do that and kind of turn things around from what's been going on in their last 10 here?
2: Well, they—I mean, it's an important game for them, but they've been playing important games pretty much most of those last ten game stretch. And uh, like yeah. you said, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Of you know, they had a lot of close games, a lot of games. Honestly, it, it, I've been betting it for five games in a row now. Probably will be betting it again tonight. The draw with Dallas—they've gone into overtime or shootout in three of the last five. They easily could have gone into all five of those games uh, with uh, you know p- past regulation. That two-one. Uh, game against Dallas goes into a shootout. They had uh, ample chances to tie the game in Dallas-Columbus. Of course, they were a buzzer beater away from t- going in the OT with Chicago. So Dallas isn't making it easy, and they've been struggling against teams they should be putting away, like Chicago uh, and, and also Columbus. So Vancouver is not going to scare me too much. They've been hanging around the games. I definitely think this is worth a draw. and You can get it as high as plus plus four hundred six or pinnacle. Uh, that's a, a, a decent – uh stab for, like I said, a star team that's just trying to make sure they get points out of any game they play this the, this uh, juncture right now.
1: Yeah, I, this is one of those games where I think you've you got to be careful because the Canucks, um, there's a lot of uh, personnel rumors swirling around them right now, and um, I think at any point um, you could see Shen, although he shouldn't affect the line that much, but uh Shen Besser, JT Miller's name has come up the last 24 hours here. So I think that um you gotta be cognizant of that. Um the other thing too is that um the stars can't score right now, and um if they can't score against the Canucks right now, then um I'd have more um more more serious concerns with them. Um I do agree with Alex in the sense that it should be a tighter game than what the line insinuates here. I think that the Canucks, as bad as they look, they are actually not playing too poorly, um, considering the the defensive talent and the and and the goaltending that they have to trot out every game. Um, they're they're hanging in there. And I think that I can see Alex's thought process here in the sense that it's it'll probably be a tighter, low-scoring game. And and if that's the case, then yeah, I think that. The Canucks do have a shot here, um, especially if the Stars end up going with Wedgewood. For now, I'll be passing. I just um, similar to like the way I've been treating the Sharks the last couple of weeks. Like I just, I just don't want to be caught in a situation where um, I'm holding a Canucks ticket or like an under ticket or anything, and then um, they trade away JT Miller or yeah, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Yes, this is a very important time, especially for teams like that, to be paying attention to uh, trade news. T- players sitting a uh, sitting out for trade related reasons. That's one yeah. of my favorite tags that we've seen coming out this year, and how often it's been coming out. I mean, poor Jacob Chikorin's been sitting there for three weeks at this point for trade related reasons. But
1: <laughs> I think they're being honest about it, right? It's like better than like than like upper body, yeah. lower body. Like just yeah, right. Just tell me he's sitting because of the trade, and that's fine.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. We finally get the honesty out of these guys, uh, but it's just coming in in such a massive amount of of players around the league just sitting out for trade-related reasons. It's just becoming a funny phenomenon. Um, Looking at two teams who are top-end teams and would be looking on the other end to acquire players ahead of this one, and we already seen Vegas go out and make a move at this point. I can't imagine they'll be done yet, but Vegas taking on the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado here tonight. Vegas is holding on to first in the Pacific. Kind of mentioned Colorado jumping their way up to third in the Central right now. Colorado in a very tight position, one point back of Minnesota. They can jump to uh, jump up to catch Dallas at any point here, as they are three points back of them with two games in hand. And Vegas, not too comfortably, but somewhat comfortably sitting ahead of the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers at this point uh, with. Uh, with two points up on the Kings and four points up on Edmonton, but they do have two games in hand on the Kings. This should be a decent battle here tonight between these two teams, but Colorado on a five game win streak. uh, So money looking at this matchup, do you think we could be seeing a spot tonight with Vegas on the road, potentially uh, putting Colorado's winning streak to an end?
1: So Colorado has burned me the last, uh, the last week and a half here. Um, there's um, the way I look at this game right now. There's no reason for me to step in front of Colorado, um, and especially there's a possibility of Kale McCarr being back um, tonight as well. I don't think he'll he'll get in there, but that's something that, um, of course, we need to monitor because he's going to greatly impact that line. Um, if he's not in, um, I do have a bit of an underlook here, um, and the reason being is that. Um, i I I spoke about Laurent Brassois, um last week, and I think that um, it's only a matter of time before he he reestablishes himself as the starting goaltender there. And I think that he is he's he's better than than what the market thinks he is right now. And I think that um, the market will 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 catch up to him. So um, and Colorado, there's not there's not much to say. They can they can get into a defensive game with you. They can um they can get into a shootout with you they're they're getting the goaltending um they're the best team in the west when they're healthy and um if 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 Makar is out i do like the under but if he is in then um even though even though i do get a small edge on vegas um, i'm not stepping in front of the colorado train right now
0: okay so just kind of keep an eye on that one, see what happens with Makar. Could potentially be an underplay if he doesn't play uh, and then otherwise um, staying out of the way of the Colorado Avalanche at this point. And, Alex, would you kind of be on the same page with that one?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard, like I said, jump in front of this Avalanche team. And even though you have seen the biggest team right now, three straight games going past regulation uh, and, and a lot of tight uh, meetings between these two teams, basically looking at just the – Recent history, it seems like it's just a carbon copy. Three two, Vegas. Three two, Colorado. Three two, Colorado. Two 0 Colorado. So always some <laughs> tight games. <laughs> uh You could, def- you know, you could make a case for the draw here. But if I had to play a side, I'd probably lean toward Colorado, and um, I'm more than likely we'll be staying off this one. This is one I want to watch and kind of observe, and definitely want to see. Yeah, like I said, but these two teams are going to be making some changes between now and Friday. It might be a little hard to bet on some of these playoff contending teams making moves because they still got to get those lineups to gel together over the next two, three games. So that's something to keep in mind too. We talk about the trade deadline. Yes, teams are making additions. They're going to help them out, but it may not work right away. They still got to find some cohesiveness within that, uh, their lines wherever they're slotted. All right. Final game of the night, Alex, I'm going to
0: you first. We got Chicago taking on Anaheim. This Chicago team is on a five game win streak right now. Uh, Patty Kane likely on the move uh, at any given point over the next couple of days now. And then you're going to be looking at uh, maybe McCabe, Lafferty, potentially Domi going on the move. After these guys, we did see Jack Johnson out the door the other day. Uh, looking at this Chicago team, though, even with that going on around them, facing an hind team who's being basically terrible, is Chicago uh, in a good spot to extend their win streak here tonight, Alex?
2: Yeah, it looks so. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been this uh, melancholy, or you know, about a five-game win streak for the Hawks in my life. Usually, I'd be elated, but uh, you know, it's just not not really the goal of this season. We're supposed to be uh, tanking for Connor Bedard, and here we are playing against a team that's doing it the right way in the Anaheim Ducks. So, yeah, uh, you know, at a plus price and, and waiting for confirmation too, especially if we get Jackson Stauber, who's been red hot right now, five and one in his first uh, six starts with the Hawks. And we've seen this number come down. I saw plus 123 up to plus 125 last night. And now you're seeing plus you know plus 10, plus 15 across the board, basically. So I would take a shot here with Chicago if I get confirmation of Jackson Stauber. There's a possibility that we could see Alex Stalock, who's been uh, coming back from injured reserve. Didn't think we were going to see him come back the rest of the season. He's having some uh, vision issues off of the concussion that he had suffered earlier in the year. So if he's in that I'm more than likely looking at an over. I don't know if he's going to be fully ready. I don't even know if this guy's really, at this point in his career, you know where he even stands as as you know being an LA, NHL level goalie. Of course, we don't know what we're ever going to get from John Gibson. He could give you 52 saves and steal a win, or he could give up you know eight shots in the first 12 he sees and gets pulled. So uh, if it's Stauber, I'm going with Hawks in money line. If it's uh, Staylock, I'm going with the over. All right.
1: Yeah, I've got um, I've got some goaltending notes in this game here too. Um, the um, the Hawks sent Stalber back to Rockford, um, so uh, it looks like Stalock is probably going to back up Mrazik there. Um, the other note I have here too is that um, I I do agree with everything Alex is saying in terms of the um, in terms of the evaluation of the teams right now, um looking at that ducks price it's a it's kind of strange seeing them at that uh, at, at, at that minus number now I will say that um, John Gibson is on one of his um, one of his streaky runs right now um, and um, we've seen throughout his career that he can get hot for a while and he can go in the tank in the while so in for, for a while so he's very streaky right now he's he's on a good um, a, a, he's he's trending up right now and that's the reason why um, I'm not I'm not running to bet Chicago at that number right now uh, and um, so I think that if um if Gibson does start I'll pass if it is uh Lucas dostal um, then I will be on 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 Chicago regardless of their goalie so I think that um, we'll find out in the morning skate in a in a couple hours here um, but yeah it's tough for me to let that, sh- that let that Chicago price go if it's not uh, if
0: it's not John Gibson and go All right, so keep an eye out for some goalies and uh, uh, injury news and make sure that every day uh, to tune in here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel because as we look ahead to the trade deadline, as we quickly approach that, we're going to see guys in and out of lineups at this point, maybe some lineup adjustments, people sitting out for trade-related reasons, and every day we will be breaking that down, keeping that in mind and giving out our best bets, picks, and previews of the games for that night. So you won't want to miss anything as we do approach that trade deadline. But for now, if you are looking for an afternoon sweat right now after this show ends, make sure to head over to the Hammer HQ YouTube channel. You can see Rob live right now breaking down the World Putting League as it will be kicking off momentarily. Rob is looking at best bets for that, uh, watching it along live. You can see it on the screen there while Rob is watching. So make sure to head over to the Hammer HQ YouTube channel now once this show comes to an end Give that a watch, uh, and maybe you can sweat out some bets with them as well watching this World Putting League. But to everyone who tuned in here today, greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed the content, please hit subscribe, like this stream. So Money, Alex, thank you guys for your time today. Thank you for your insight. Look forward to seeing you guys throughout the rest of the week. And for everyone else, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Good luck on your bets tonight.